Welcome to Head & Neck Innovations, a Cleveland Clinic podcast for medical professionals exploring the latest innovations, discoveries, and surgical advances in otolaryngology head and neck surgery. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Head & Neck Innovations. I'm your host, Paul Bryson, director of the Cleveland Clinic Voice Center in our Head & Neck Institute. You can follow me on Twitter at Paul C. Bryson, and you can get the latest updates from our institute by following at CLE Clinic HNI. Today, I'm excited to talk with Dr. Rachel Georgopoulos, a pediatric otolaryngologist, head and neck surgeon, and director of the Thyroid, Head and Neck Oncology, and Pediatric Endocrine Center at Cleveland Clinic Children's. Dr. Georgopoulos, welcome to Head and Neck Innovations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here today. Well, let's begin by having <laughs> you share some background on yourself for our listeners where you're from, where you trained, how you came to Cleveland Clinic. Yeah, so um, I'm actually originally from New York. Um, I did my undergrad at Binghamton University, and then my medical school training really close to home at Stony Brook University. I went to Philadelphia to do my residency at Temple, and then I did a pediatric otolaryngology fellowship at Texas Children's in Houston. And then I came to Cleveland Clinic First, because it was a wonderful opportunity, and I thought there was a great opportunity to grow the Thyroid Hope Center, which was a true interest and passion of mine. But I have some family close by, which was also a good attraction. <laughs> well, that's great, and we're lucky to have you. It's been wonderful to see your career take off and all Thank the you. patients' and families' lives that you've touched. And as you might imagine, our listeners specialize in many different fields across medicine. If you would, could, could you give us a general overview of pediatric thyroid cancer, the incidence rates, what's causing a recent increase in diagnosis, and you know maybe describe sort of the unmet need that you saw here as you developed your program? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you know, I'll start by saying that you know pediatric thyroid cancer is definitely a different entity than adult thyroid cancer, and we've heard a lot about adult thyroid cancer incidence increase, and the same is true for pediatric thyroid cancer. Now, it's speculated that the incidence of adult thyroid cancer is due to an increase in detection. And while some of that may be the case in pediatric thyroid cancer, we believe that there may be more to it than that. So um, there was a recent JAMA article that came out querying the SERS database about the incidence of pediatric thyroid cancer. And we've seen a stark increase from 1973, you know, on, particularly after 2006, where it used to be the incidence was about 0.48 per 100,000 1973 to about 2006. It's about 1.14 per 100,000. Now, you know, I think part of that market increase, you know, detection being maybe one of them, is that we're seeing kids who maybe have a lot of medical comorbidities live longer than probably previously. Kids with very significant cardiac issues that probably received, a, you know, a decent dose of radiation, kids with significant syndromes and medical comorbidities, I believe that that's probably contributing to some of the increase that we're seeing in pediatric thyroid cancer. You know, what are some of the symptoms of thyroid cancer that head and neck surgeons and pediatricians and even parents should be looking for? Yeah, most of the time it's noticing a palpable thyroid nodule, just a, a lump on the neck. 
Now, when it gets more advanced, you know, you start to see things like maybe changes to the voice, changes to swallow. But most of the time, it's either looking at the neck and seeing some sort of an asymmetry or feeling something on thyroid exam. So pretty insidious a lot of the time. Absolutely. Okay. Dr. Georgopoulos, can you speak a little bit to the differences between adults with thyroid cancer and children with thyroid cancer? I think there is sometimes the inference that uh, with a disease like thyroid cancer, the treatment and the treatment approach and philosophy might be the same. Can you elaborate on that? I'm just so glad that you asked. So there are a lot of differences and that's what sparked actually the American Thyroid Association creating pediatric specific guidelines. You know, pediatric thyroid cancer tends to be more local regionally aggressive. Oftentimes, you know, we can offer things like hemithyroidectomy for papillary thyroid cancer that's small enough in an adult, whereas in kids, the recommendation is to do a total thyroidectomy. There have been multiple cases, actually, that I've had where we may have had a centimeter or even a sub-centimeter papillary thyroid cancer in one lobe, and then there's a microscopic papillary in the contralateral lobe. And so um, that's not uncommon, and that's why it's recommended that we do a total thyroidectomy in kids. In addition, you know, our decision to do a central compartment neck dissection, we definitely have a much lower threshold for doing that. Again, that's because local regionally, the disease just tends to be much more aggressive than it is in our adult counterparts. And so there are definite differences in terms of how the disease presents and how we should be treating it up front. At Cleveland Clinic Children's, we have a dedicated center now for research and treatment of this disease. And if you can, can you talk a little bit about the Center for uh, Thyroid Hope and you know, sort of the advent of this, maybe how you've brought together diverse service lines to really take a, a comprehensive a look at children with thyroid cancers and, you know, just tell us a little bit more about the center. Absolutely. So part of my center is a champion in pediatric oncology. And then we also have a pediatric endocrinologist and we meet with a pediatric radiologist um, as well to review some of our thyroid ultrasounds and imaging. One of the nice features for our Thyroid Hope Center is that we'll, the patients will see both myself, the pediatric otolaryngologist, as well as the endocrinologist at the same day to help minimize their need for coming back for additional appointments. Um, we'll review imaging and blood work before and after so that there's a comprehensive plan for patients. And then we also have a biorepository for our thyroid specimens. So we're currently collecting, if a patient undergoes surgery, we're collecting their thyroid specimens so that we can do future research on them as well. That was really great. Yeah, that's super great. It's great, great opportunity, um, you know, to kind of look, look at this generation and then hopefully come up with some novel treatments in the future. Absolutely. Better understand, you know, maybe features of what's happening here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you think about the lifelong monitoring and the endocrine uh, follow-up, can you talk a little bit about that? You know, once the surgery yeah. is done, once the cancer has been removed, you know, what might parents and patients expect, you know, as they move forward beyond their disease? Yeah. Usually what we'll do is once we have the final pathology, we'll risk stratify patients into a low, uh, intermediate, and high risk. And that will allow, that actually will dictate 
what we do for upfront additional imaging, additional treatment, and then monitoring. But most people can expect um, to have a thyroid ultrasound, lateral neck ultrasound, and something called a thyroglobulin or a blood work done every three to six months, um, which is nice. Actually, thyroid cancer does have a blood marker that allows us to assess for things like recurrence. And so expect for at least around the first five years on average for us to be checking every about six months. You know, and as these children, I imagine you see a broad spectrum of age, as they transition into adolescent, into young adulthood, uh, perhaps moving beyond what would typically be, you know, the pediatric time points, any thoughts or considerations on how you transfer care or how, what those transitions of care might look like for the thyroid cancer patient um, Absolutely, from yeah. childhood to adulthood? We have a wonderful group of endocrinologists that do work with that transitional period. And so we do have a team to help with the pediatric patient that then goes into adulthood. You, you alluded to some of the surgical management yeah. of thyroid cancer. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? And there, what other medical treatments are there? Yeah. Um, Luckily, most of the time, pediatric thyroid cancer is treated with surgery. Again, you know, I bring up the comparison between peds, pediatric cases and adult cases. The treatment's very different. So whereas in adults, you know, sometimes we'll do a hemithyroidectomy, just take out one thyroid lobe. If a child's diagnosed with pediatric thyroid cancer, it's recommended to take the whole thyroid gland out. And the incidence of there being metastasis within the neck is much higher than it is in adults. And so we're definitely more aggressive with doing neck dissection, central compartment mostly, um, and total thyroidectomy. And so surgical management is the mainstay of management. Now, some children, depending on how aggressive their tumors are, will receive post-operative radioactive iodine. And then we are looking at our specimens and sending them out to assess for reputations. And there are some tyrosine kinase inhibitors that have come out to treat patients who have very aggressive metastatic disease. Not, thankfully, it's, you know, super common, but we do have options now. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. And, you know, it kind of leads me to ask, so what's on the horizon as far as research? You know, as you look at some of these unique mutations, you look at the biorepository, you, what do you see on the horizon in terms of, um, you know, sort of specialized care? You know, you may hear about it in, in other cancers and uh, specialized immune modulators, uh, specialized, you know, chemotherapeutic options. What, what's on the horizon in uh, pediatric thyroid cancer? Yeah, I think that we're, you know, unraveling a lot of information about the tumor microbiology. Right now, you know, specifically those tyrosine kinase inhibitors, but we're doing a lot of research to look at, you know, what's the makeup of these thyroid tumors and are there specific chemotherapies that we can use in the case of advanced disease. Again, there are some clinical trials and some other tyrosine kinase inhibitors. Luckily, like I said, the it's not often that we need to, to use them, but for kids who have very advanced disease, I think it's been a, a really great advance. And then, you know, just continuing to look at, you know, what we can do up front in terms of management and, and detection of, you know, local regional spread. Right now, we're using a lot of ultrasound, which has been great, and, you know, biopsy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the ultrasound's nice yeah. <laughs> with uh, kids, yeah. non-invasive, non-radiating. Absolutely. Yeah. I really appreciate you sharing some of the 
horizons and research and treatment and what what patients might expect here uh, when they come to see you. For our listeners that might want patients to come and visit with you and and get evaluated here in Cleveland, what um, is the best way to contact the center so that they can get referred or make an appointment? You can call our administrative assistant at 216-445-4828 to make an appointment. That's great. And as we as we wind down, I wanted to I just wanted to thank you for all of your efforts uh, in this space and for uh, all the wonderful care that you're providing to patients and their families, uh, particularly with thyroid cancer, something unexpected and and often uh, difficult for patients and families to wrap their their minds around. Can you give us a you know what's a take home message for our listeners? And even if there's uh, some patients listening, what um, you know, what have you learned so far in this journey and, and uh, what, what did, you know, any other counsel you might give? Yeah, thank you. Thyroid cancer is a cancer diagnosis. The, there's a lot of support. There's a, a lot of hope that we have. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why we named it the Thyroid Hope Center. It is a treatable disease. I think it's important to get plugged in with a team that will follow you lifelong for monitoring and surveillance, which is why we created this Thyroid Hope Center the way we did. For for patients, for um, other providers, you know, we are here to provide help, support, and you know, in you know, treatment to all of the, you know the patients and support to our families as well. Well, Rachel, it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate your time and your commitment to our patients and and your program. So, I look forward for more good things to come from you in the future. To learn more about Cleveland Clinic Children's Thyroid Hope Center please visit clevelandclinic.org slash thyroidhope. That's clevelandclinic.org slash thyroidhope. And to speak with a specialist or submit a referral to our Head and Neck Institute, please call 216-444-8500. That's 216-444-8500. Dr. Georgiopoulos, thank you for joining Head and Neck Innovations. Thanks for listening to Head & Neck Innovations. You can find additional podcast episodes on our website at clevelandclinic.org slash podcasts. Or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget, you can access real-time updates from Cleveland Clinic Head & Neck Institute experts on our ConsultQD website at consultqd.clevelandclinic.com org slash head and neck. Thank you for listening and join us again next time.